Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Obsessed with y'all. Love you so much. What a great job we have, Dan. Don't we have a good job? This is awesome. Thank you so much for reaching out to us, each and every one of you guys. Every little, you guys, uh, okay, can we just pretend that we're talking just to me and my best friends? I got a comment on my social media from one of you guys um, this past weekend, and I was crying about it. It's probably one of the most, I mean, we get a lot of comments and we appreciate every single one of them and we like feed on them. Because they're so, well, not every single one of them, because some of them are mean, <laughs> but the good ones. And um, we, I, I got a comment from from uh, one of y'all out there, and it was just, it was so precious to me. We love hearing from you. We love the encouragement, all the messages. We absolutely love um, just that you guys are engaging with us. I think that's so important, especially in a world why, where there's ways to engage Um, So thank you so much for doing that. If you have, we've been asked this, if you have a question, if you want to get a hold of us, especially on the show, you can email hello at autumnmiles.com. That email is specifically set aside for you guys to get in touch with the radio podcast portion of our ministry. Hello at autumnmiles.com. Um, Some of you guys have asked. Also, hello, we are listener supported. And so every dollar from you guys matters. And it makes such a huge difference in what we do. Um, You know, I know that God, God uses money as his tool and his time and his way. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not scared to ask, you know, we need it. This is a ministry. It's a nonprofit um, organization. The show is under the nonprofit of the Blush Network. And so if God has laid it on your heart to give, would you please, would you please give? You can give autumnmiles.com. You can sign up for a reoccurring, um, a reoccurring, like it could just be drafted from your account, I think, or like a one-time gift. Uh, but we would absolutely be so honored, uh, if you would consider doing that. Um, I have a word for you guys today that really hit me hard, I would say, in the fall. It's something that is, it it was just kind of one of those moments, those aha moments where God just, I was was really raw before the Lord when he kind of gave me this message. And um, not that it's new, it's not a new message, but, but for a lot of us that have been following the Lord for a long time, We need to be reminded of this because religion does blind our minds to something that um, that that sometimes um, God is in. Uh, He told me this. I am more willing. To do things for you than you think. I'm more willing to do things for you. Than you think. And I remember um, 
I remember just kind of standing and I was kind of at a place where I was overwhelmed. I was, there was a lot of personal things going on with one of the businesses that we have. You know, I have kids everywhere, you know, they do football and all this kind of stuff. The practices, this, that I was writing a book. I had just released a book. We, we also have other aspects of the ministry that we have to work through. And um, it was like, God would told me that day, Autumn, I, I, I'm so willing what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want? And it kind of struck me weird because I don't think that we um, in the Christian world, I've heard it said a lot, a lot. God is not your spiritual Santa Claus or God is not a genie in a bottle. Well, duh. Like, of course he's not. Like, that's really stupid to even say. However, God is and does call himself. He is the giver of all good gifts. And sometimes we need to peel back some of these sayings that people have said over the years and actually look, God, not through the lens of someone's maybe cynicism, but at the lens of actually who God is. And what I know about God and what I've learned about God through through the word, you don't even have to take my word for it, through his word is that more times than not, he is so willing to speak to us, to do for us. His arms are open wide. But the problem is that we don't take the time to ask. I was sick not long ago. um, And I I just, I felt terrible, but I, I wasn't at a place where I could actually stop because you know, you know how it is. And I just remember praying, you know what, God, <laughs> it's a super simple prayer. I'm not feeling well. My body had like these body aches. And I just said, Lord, heal me, heal me. And from that prayer on, I'm not saying that this is like, like I, I am no different from you. I just said, hey, if God is willing, I'm going to ask for it. And within literally a couple of hours, I felt completely fine. Now, does God heal everyone at all times? No, that's up to his discernment, it's up to his discretion. Sometimes healing takes place on the other side um, of, of eternity. But I'm telling you what, we the whole point of this uh, show today is to encourage you to do this. Ask more. Ask more. Because he is so well. And I'm gonna I want to take you to Second Kings four today. And we're gonna talk about maybe a maybe a, a story that you have heard about, maybe not. Um now a certain woman, four four, second Kings four four, of the wives of the sons of the prophets, cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maid servant has nothing in the house except for a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels at large for yourself and for all of your neighbors, even empty vessels and do not get a few. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you, you and your sons, and pour out into all these vessels, and you shall set aside what is full. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons. They were bringing vessels to her, and she poured. When the vessels were full, she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not one vessel more. 
and the oil stopped. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said to her, go, sell the oil, pay your debt for you and your son and you and your sons can live on the rest. You know, this is, um, I might sound like a broken record all throughout the show today. But I read this passage of scripture in this time when I was like, I felt like I needed God to do so much, but I was controlling so much. I felt like I needed a supernatural intervention, but I felt like I was, I was a little, little G demigod that was trying to make everything work really without God's help. And when I read this passage of scripture, which I've read a gajillion times, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, which I've spoke about many times on this show, because I think it's just so powerful and so rich in the wealth of the goodness of God. But even the miracle didn't speak to me at this moment. The miracle didn't speak to me. It was the one line Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Man of God, speaking to a woman in great need that probably had tried with her sons to do absolutely everything she could to keep her household up and running. She might have been, I don't know, I'm interjecting um, my my own dialogue into the story, I guess. But maybe 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 she had tried to control everything. Maybe she had um, gone out and tried to sell her possessions. Maybe I mean you know you you don't know. In that time, a woman with a husband as a widower was not looked very highly upon in society. There wasn't much a, a widower could do, especially with two children. Who knows what she did. She didn't go to Elisha, really. He came to her and said, what shall I do for you? I want you to sit in that just for a second. You, who I can even feel the spirit of God saying right now, um, to me, they're overwhelmed, Autumn. They're overwhelmed. They have something crushing on them. Maybe it's a doctor's report. Maybe it's a finance. In, the, in this case, it was definitely finances that the woman needed. Um, she was desperate. You know, maybe it's um, some sort of marital issue. Maybe I, I mean I, I'm not I'm not quite sure, but I do feel like the crushing weight on some of you guys that are listening today, and I and I just I have a simple message that I believe is from the Lord, taken out of Second Kings, right here. What do you want me to do for you? You know, sometimes when we are um, offered this, especially those of us that have been believers for a long time, we forget that he is so willing. And it's almost awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost awkward to to look at God and, and um, to actually think of ourselves, especially those of you that are like me who are doers. Like, I'm a doer. I'm going to do for the Lord. 
Uh, God has done so much for me already. His His cross, um, my salvation, you know, because of my salvation, I want to work for the Lord. I want to do for the Lord. I want to magnify his name. He's done enough. That's kind of how I feel a lot of times. He's Here he has saved me. He's taken me to heaven. He's going to take me to heaven when I die. He gives me all of this um, direction and insight, and he's given me opportunities, and he's given me these four amazing kids. He's given me this awesome husband. So sometimes it's really even hard to look at ourselves because we almost feel guilty about asking God for more and evaluating what exactly do I want in this moment for the Lord. And that's exactly from the Lord. And that's exactly what Elisha looked at this widow and said, what do you want me to do for you? It's almost an awkward um, um, thing. For some of us who try to work for the Lord, maybe even too much, we need to look at this side of him. He's so willing. He's so willing. So let me ask you this, just in the privacy of wherever you are, what do you want God to do for you right now? What do you need? But maybe even it's, it's a little bit less than what do you need? What do you want? What do you want? Take 10 seconds and just evaluate that. All the guilt aside, if God is not a spiritual Santa Claus, God is not a genie in a Bible, in a, in a bottle. What do you want? God tells us, you know, if we put him first, he gives us the desires of our heart. What do you want? And her answer was really, really clear. Um, he said, tell me. What do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all of your neighbors, even empty vessels, and do not get a few, and you shall go in and shut the door. And then, of course, God did this huge, enormous miracle. What do you want? And what do you have? That might line up with what you want. Well, this is what I want. You know, I have this dream or I I want God to speak to my husband about this area. But how do I do that? You know what? The spirit of the living God is the best, most powerful resource that we have been given on this planet. It is one that is not looked at enough. It is not engaged with enough. The spirit of the living God, if you are a believer, lives inside of you based on the authority of the word of God. That resource right there is all you need. Sometimes we we think that we have to have a lot. We have to have a lot of we have to have a lot of opportunities. We have to have a lot of resources. But this woman, all she had was a jar of oil and 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 the spirit of the living God living in Elisha. And that is all she needed to not only save her life, but to save her children's lives. What do you want and what do you have? You don't need anything other than the spirit of the living God that will lead you, will guide you and will direct you. Now, after Elisha spoke to her, what does she have to do? She had to act. She had to act. He said, go get, uh, go get jars, empty ones, and do not get a few. Don't get a few. Don't get a few. She had to step out and that's when she had to act. And when she acted, 
it showed the faith and the belief and the understanding that Elisha and God, who represented God, was willing to do whatever it took based on her conditions. She gave, uh, she told them that all she had was a jar of oil. And so that's how God, what that, that's the parameters that God worked in. So she went out, she got stuff for her neighbors. And then of course it saved her, um, her, her and her kids. What do you want? Simple message today. What do you need? He is the good father that knows how to meet that need and knows how to meet that want and knows how to lighten your load and knows how to save your life. He knows how to save your marriage. He knows how to save your job. He knows how to save your future. What do you want? Have you asked him today? I just feel like that is so incredibly powerful. In the New Testament, Jesus said several times, I am willing. Be healed. You know, you know, when they would come to him and um, I wrote about this in my book, but um, several people said, if you are willing, Jesus, if you are willing. And his response most of the time was, I am. I am willing be healed. I am willing receive sight. I am willing. He is so willing, but we have to engage with him on a totally new level. We overlook these little nuggets in scripture and think, oh, that was really good for, um, for, for, for that guy. That was really good for him. Yeah. God was really, God was really interested in um, healing him. And that was really good in the New Testament. But does God do that same thing today when I look at him and I and I need something? You know, the difference between you and maybe between that guy is that you you haven't asked yet. These little nuggets in scripture were given to us to encourage us to ask boldly in that same way. Are you willing? If you are willing, this is what I need, God. I need you to pave a way in my husband's spirit. I need you to pave a way in my wife's spirit. I need you to bring me, we were talking about confirmation earlier today. I need you to bring me a confirmation to let me know that this is exactly where you want me to be. I need you to, um, to pave a way in my finances so I can meet my mortgage next month. I need you to speak to my boss. I need you to give me favor at my job. I need you to do something in my, my son's life because he's going off the deep end and I don't know know how to get him back. And I've tried to control my way into his life. I've tried to preach to him. I've tried to tell him, but he is not turning around. He's not choosing the right things. I know he's headed for destruction. God, are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? And when God was confronted with that type of faith in scripture, his response was, Jesus, I am willing. So what is it that you want? Bad theology. Bad theology teaches things like, um, you know, I'm only going to, I'm only going to work for the ones that show up to Sunday every, uh, to church, blah, 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 show up to church on Sunday every single week. 
I'm only going to work in the lives of those that, you know, don't cuss. I'm only going to work in the lives of those. This is bad theology. This is not the grace of, of, of Jesus Christ. This is not the grace of God. I saw him sitting at a well with a woman that had had five husbands and the guy she was with was not even her husband. I saw God uh, utilize and choose Rahab in such a way who was a harlot that changed the very existence of the nation of Israel. Bad theology says that God is only willing towards certain people. No, he's not. No, he's not. So what do you want? What do you need? Now, it is his prerogative to answer however he sees fit. And don't be surprised if his answer isn't what you were looking for exactly. Sometimes we ask God for things and we're like, oh God, I need a hundred dollars. Please give it through my job. And then we get a check from AT&T in the mail, like a refund check. And that's exactly the way that God is giving us exactly what we ask for. He's just doing it in a different way, but he will do it. I bet you money that that woman, that woman had no idea that God was going to, through Elisha, was going to do a miracle through a jar of oil that she had in the house. That is the most crazy thing ever. And yet he did it his way. All she knew is that she needed help. Ask. Ask. What do you need? What do you want? I challenge you to ask God. I'm going to um, just close this, this show out. Just praying for you guys. There's feel just a uh, heaviness that um, you don't even know what to ask. Maybe, maybe you don't even know what you want. It's awkward to even think about what you want, but you don't even know. So Lord, we just um, come before you today. And um, I thank you that you are, a God who is willing. I thank you that you are a God that is so incredibly powerful that you can and will meet every single need we have. I thank you that you are the God that is living in every believer. I thank you that your spirit is so incredibly powerful, more powerful than any um, intimidating circumstances that anyone is faced with, more powerful than that doctor's report, more powerful than the, than the destruction of that marriage, more powerful than that wayward child. You are more powerful than our financial woes. You are more powerful, God, than anything that has happened in our past. You are more powerful, Lord, than that uh, domineering ex husband or wife that is intimidating us with our children. Lord, you are more powerful, God, than Satan himself, God. And we look to you in this moment to meet our needs, to meet our requests, Lord. I'm th I thank you so much that you are the God that looks exactly to what we need, where we need, and you know how to meet it based on your view. I thank you that we don't have to live with this narrow outlook. And fear. And frustration. 
full of anxiety as to how to meet our own needs. I thank you that you look down. You say, man, I'm so willing to help. I see her. I see him. I see them. I'm so willing if they would just invite me in, if they would just ask. I see them. I have a plan. I have a way. I know what I want to do. I see them. I see you're crying even right now. I know the way out. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. Speak to their hearts, Lord. Encourage their minds. Show them the direction that you have for each and every one of their lives. God, I pray that this circumstance, Lord, would not push them away from you, Lord, but that they would push into you. They would push into your power. They would push into faith. They would push into the spirit of God that is leading them. Lord, we trust you. We trust you with the life, our lives, our, 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 the lives of our marriages, the lives of our children. So God, give them the courage to ask for that one thing that might scare them to ask for, because what if you don't? Show them, Lord, how willing you are. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Love you guys so much. I, um, oof. Yeah, we're here for you. Hello at autumnmiles.com. You can also reach out to us on social media. We would love to pray with you for anything that you're going through. You can catch me right back here tomorrow. Oh, yes, I'll be here tomorrow at 3.30 on The Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.